Welcome to the Grounded Greatness Podcast, where we dive deep into the world of relentless determination, hard work, and unwavering dedication to help you unlock your full potential. We're your hosts, Jonathan and Joseph, and your mentors along this journey to greatness. Each week, we'll bring you inspiring stories, expert insights, and practical tips where we've turned our dreams into reality through sheer grit and resilience. Whether you're looking to excel in your career, improve your health and well-being, or simply level up in life, this podcast is your go-to source for strategies, motivation, and the mindset needed to achieve personal excellence. Welcome back, guys, for another episode of The Grind to Greatness. This episode is brought to you by Unconquerable. Unconquerable is a sanctionary for those who are dedicated to the art of doing hard things, never giving up, and leading by example. Here, we celebrate the indomitable human spirit, the unbreakable will, and unwavering commitment to growth no matter the obstacles. Get into the Unconquerable Facebook group today. Jonathan, welcome back, brother. What's on our agenda today? But first, tell us how you're doing. Man, I'm doing, I told you, I am ungratefully satisfied. Oh, wait. Gratefully. I'm gratefully satisfied. Oh, man. <laughs> I messed up my whole thing. So it's a new thing that I'm trying to tell myself, right? Because I constantly, you know, even me, um, I constantly I still have people telling me to slow down. Um, relax, t- t- take a different course because you know I'm an up and down roller coaster, right? Yeah. But chasing greatness requires, you know, a lot of pain, a lot of struggle, right? And it's sure. by biting down and understanding that you got to shut that noise down. So what I've listened to, I don't know who said it, but it was, you know, people want to say that these ambitious people, the go getters, that they're ungrateful to just be grateful for what you have, be content, right? That's what I hear, and it burns my ears. And, you know, I start to believe a little bit of like, why am I not grateful? Right? Because am I not grateful? And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm grateful. I love everything that I have. I love the adventure. I love the journey. Then why does that bother me? Right. And so, you know, shift perspective. I was like, no, I'm gratefully unsatisfied. For sure. Right. And I like, it hits different. And then I was like, it made me feel at ease of like, no, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. Right. Because of this. I'm creating an abundance because of this, I'm impacting. Because of this, it's being grateful that I have this, but in order to create more, I need to be unsatisfied. Yep. It's the hunger. I love it. But yeah, so man, today is going to be a, a big topic. It's going to be talking about that one thing that you probably had on your list every single year at the very new year that you've never been able to cross off. It is the number one goal at the new year. And it's, I want to get into the best shape of your life, whether you want to drop pounds, gain muscle, lose body fat, or just be an amazing fit person. Um, I think that today's episode is going to help you. So I want you to tune in because we have absolutely the best person for this topic right next to me, expert nutritionist, 17 certifications, 18, 18 certifications, <laughs> uh, Mr. Joseph Guandalo. So Joseph, how can we help them start off on the right foot for the new year? Like what's, what's some first steps, man? Just talk to me about this. Yeah, um, we're going to talk about it all, nutrition, fitness, mindset, optimizing your day. Um, but it, a couple quick things to get the conversation flowing is probably going to be set attainable goals. Um, make sure that you're not shooting for the moon without the proper support. I will say that. You can shoot for the moon if you want, um, but we know that a lot of times people say, you know what, I'm going to go from sleeping until 10 a.m. Tomorrow, I'm going to start waking up at 5 a.m. to go work out. Maybe if you have some sort of accountability system, someone getting you up and ready to rock is very tough 
for a person to go from one extreme to the other, I think. Um, That's very difficult to understand because you hear people shoot for the moon, yeah. right? And then you hear people like, hey, there's, don't, it needs to be a little bit more attainable, be a little bit more realistic. Yeah. And they yeah. both sound weird. Right. Well, I'm all about. What do you shooting, listen to? Well, I'm all about shooting to the moon, shooting for the moon. If you have the systems in play to make sure it happens, mm. right? So having awareness and knowing mm. what you have, right? Okay. So either whether it's an accountability buddy, whether it is your spouse next to you pushing you out of bed, whether it is a coach, whether it is a support team, like okay. whatever it is, right? Um, you know, and if you don't have that, then maybe we we take a step back and we set more realistic, more attainable goals from you. We try to optimize your day with what you have going on currently. Um, And we set small things that are attainable for you to kind of, I always tell people, there's just something about checking the box off every day that's very motivating, right? Checking off to do things like a a task, making your bed every morning, um, you know, eating your nutrition plan, getting your workout in, getting your 10,000 steps, drinking your water, right? All of those things help the average person or even not average people feel more motivated feel more accountable, feel more I'm like I'm making progress mm-hmm. and that stuff will is will keep you in the game longer. Okay. Right? So every year they do that. Every year. Every year. And I'm pretty sure that you've you tried maybe setting the big goal, didn't work out. And then maybe you tried to set the, the little goal, still didn't work out. Joseph, yeah. I'm stuck. <laughs> like dude. <laughs> so they don't think they're stuck. Every time I've had, I've been in the nutrition field as well, but every time I have a client um, and we're talking through, hey, what happened last year? Right? You want to extract lessons? Like, why did you stop? That's right. one of the always the first that. questions. I'm like, what's going on with that? Yeah. And I always hear, well, it worked last time. I just need to go harder. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> Do it. Try it. Right? I would say. If they come to you and say that, what are you saying to them as a coach? So for me, it's like if they say, well, it worked last time, I just got to try harder or it worked last time and I just need to... More discipline. Yeah, more, more discipline, yeah. tough it out, whatever the case may be. And I'm like, I'm like well, I always start with, um, there's a great exercise called the five whys. So you state your goal and then you ask yourself why that goal five times. So let's say we have a big goal. I want to lose 50 pounds. Okay. It's about a year away, yeah. I would imagine, for most people. Um, why do you want to lose 50 pounds? Well, I want to lose 50 pounds because I think I'd look better in the mirror. Okay. Why do you want to look better in the mirror? Well, I want to look better in the mirror because I would feel more confident in my skin. Why, would you, why do you want to feel more confident in your skin? Well, this is where it starts to get deep because people are like, well, I want to feel more confident in my skin because it would help me in my relationship. It would help me at my job. It would mm-hmm. help me in public. It would help me blah, blah. Why do you want to be more confident? Why do you want to be more better more whatever at your job in your relationship with your spouse yada 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 and it gets deeper and deeper and deeper by the time you ask yourself five why ask yourself why five times people get into tears okay people like oh shit i did it and it's male and female like no one is exempt from crying from me yeah uh like we'll all cry i don't care and so and i do it specifically with my males because male clients it's just like they think they got it all figured out and they think that is going to be easy and they think that i just need to lose 20 pounds I'm like, dude, who cares? Who really cares if you lose 20 pounds? Honestly, nobody. Nobody. Honestly, nobody really cares about what you're actually doing. Nobody cares. Like, the people around you love you no matter what. The people who don't know who you are don't know who you are. The people who are never going to love you are never going to love you, (laughs) right? Like, you think losing 20 pounds or getting stronger in the gym is going to drastically change your life? It's not. No. Unless you change it from within. Yeah. Which is why we do this exercise, right? So, when people come 
and they say, you know, I just need to do this, I just need to do that, whatever. I tried it before. I know I, I can do it. I just gotta tweak this or that. I'll yeah. ask them why. Yeah. Just straight up why, and we'll get to the meat and the potatoes. So in previous podcasts, we talked about the power of pain. Yep. So essentially, that's what you're getting to yeah. is you're finding the source of yeah. the pain. Yeah. Like instead of trying to put a band aid over some of the situation, not make it a big deal. I just need to lose twenty pounds, dude. Right? No, yeah. it's where's the actual wound at right and then okay how can we stitch this yeah. up so okay and oftentimes you can then there pull the goal away from the 20 pounds and just put it more into mindset which we'll probably talk about yeah and just being more confident day to day okay it's like the 20 pounds isn't really the key to optimizing your life it's the mindset that you wake up with yeah. so if you wake up and you're 15 pounds down but you've worked on all the things we've talked about you feel better you have the discipline you have the courage to go out and do whatever you need to do yeah. I guarantee you're still going to be exponentially happier than you were without that goal. But we still haven't reached your 20 pound or 50 pound no. goal where you know, we could be 10, 15 pounds away from yeah. it. So I do this exercise a lot because it then also takes the focus away from the scale and it puts more it into the daily habits, which yeah. is your world, right? So it's like, hey, screw the scale, right? That's, yeah, it'll happen if we put in the daily habits yeah. every day, right? And so, but yeah, diving into the five whys and so, if you're listening to this and you have a New Year's resolution goal and it is something like lose 50 pounds, get stronger in the gym, yeah. whatever the case may be, ask yourself why five times. Okay. And, and I want you to write that shit down and I want you to read it over and over and over again and I want you to reevaluate your why every four to six weeks. All right. So I have a starting point. All right. God, I found my why. Mm. What workouts do I do? Do I do hit? Do I do strength? Yeah. What, what nutrition? There's keto. There's... There's everything under the moon, vegan, there's um, yeah. flexible dieting. Dude, I'm, yeah. what are, do I eat salads every day? What do I, what do I need to yeah. do? There's a lot. It's a good start. I'm, I'm confused. I'm yeah. overwhelmed. I tried everything and it didn't work. Yeah. So you want to talk about nutrition first or fitness first? Man, what, are, what, what do you feel like? What do we need to talk about? I'm a, I'm a confused client, but I just want okay. to get into the best shape of my life. Yeah. I found my deep why, so I feel like, man, this might be it because yeah. maybe my why hasn't been deep enough okay. to keep me pushing forward. So now after the five white exercise, I appreciated Joseph, mm. got some pain dude that I need to you know leverage to my advantage. Yeah, so I would say the first thing you need to do is start with nutrition. And the reason why we wanna start with nutrition is because I want you to feel great when we go tackle those badass exercises, those badass workouts, right? Okay. So terrible nutrition is going to make your workouts 10 times worse from a feeling standpoint. Right? You're gonna feel like crap during your workout. Now, you can still make results during those workouts. You can still get faster and stronger and have a terrible diet, but you're gonna feel it, right? Mm -hmm. And I want you to feel great while you're working out because if you can feel great while you're working out, then you're gonna be able to keep going back because it's not as painful almost, right? You're like, yeah. I actually enjoy working out because I feel strong, I feel energized, I feel like I'm recovering optimally, all of these things, and that can only be done through nutrition. So I would start with nutrition first. So you're saying, so you want to start with nutrition first. Yep. Man, in my head, I would almost, I think my, my mindset's a little bit different, right? Because nutrition is the harder of the two. Okay. And, and I think we can both agree. I think most mm -hmm. people would rather, or most people can work out and not care about the nutrition. Yeah. Right? Because it's, it's almost, I would not say brainless, but you can go get a group workout and you won't have to think about a thing and you can burn some calories. Right. And you can create that W, right? Yeah. So I think in my head, it would be, be, be dependent on 
where this client is okay in terms of how well have you seen success in the past yeah as far as have you always struggled with nutrition or have you struggled with working out because at the very early stages you want momentum mm -hmm. right because if you don't have momentum you're tackling the biggest thing then you have it's like a big jump right you like right. we said with habits you want to get like a little check mark like oh, okay i gotta you want to get the like if you're Chasing in the beginning markets. stages i just need a win yeah like i just need a win like yeah, like yeah. i just told my athletes as they're starting the progress of uh, trying to wake up at 6 a.m mm -hmm. on this school break right it's going to be ridiculously hard and so and when they wake up they have like a series of habits they need to do right right and I told him, I was like, I don't care about this series of habits. Like, I know that's the goal so we can, you know, um, execute and get better and perform and increase our productivity. But, man, if I could, if you can't wake up at 6 a.m., none of this shit matters. Nothing. Right? right. And then you're going to feel like a loser. You're going to feel like, because you're not doing all these other things now. It's like, so let's zone in. And so in my head, I guess it's, you know, depending on who you are as a client, if you're somebody who hardly loves working out and you just can't tackle nutrition. Yeah, yeah. Man, let's go with nutrition. But if you're somebody who can't tackle anything yeah i think maybe the easiest thing i'm not too sure you know challenging me i'm not too sure but maybe the easiest thing would be starting with workout first i want to hear your perspective yeah so it's all about low-hanging fruit right <clears throat> low-hanging fruit is what can we implement that's very easy to grab and very easy yeah. to do that's going to yield the best results or, or the biggest results so something simple would be like hey let's make sure we get ten thousand steps a day okay. and if that's too much maybe it's eight thousand or six thousand whatever the case may be okay. try to see where your clients are at Maybe it's hydration. Maybe it's, I just want you to go to the gym and do something for 25 minutes, 30 yeah. minutes. Doesn't right? even need to be crazy. Doesn't need to be, just do just something. Do something. Just show up, right? Even just showing up and walking in. Yeah. Bro, it's better than not showing so, up at all. Great story in um, the book um, Atomic Habits yeah. was this person showed up to the gym every day, scanned their key card, and went home. And left. And left. Yeah. Didn't even work out until they were ready. Yeah. But they had already built the habit of showing up. Yeah. Show up every day. Clock in, go home. Clock in, go home. Clock in, go home. Till one day, let me go. I got 15 minutes. Let me yeah. go do something. I got 20 yeah. minutes. Let me go do something. Yeah. Right? And so start small. Yeah. And I think, you know, and I struggle with this too. Is if I can't have an hour to work out, I will talk myself out of it. Yeah. But I'm not going to do anything. Um, and then for Unconquerable, <laughs> so guys, if you get into the Unconquerable group, man, the July challenge that we did in Unconquerable was 100 push-ups, 200 sit-ups, and 300 squats every single day for the month of July. Yeah. And by the end of the month, I was knocking out all those reps in like 18 minutes. And I was smoked. I was done for the day. And so 18 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, that's my workout. And I was crushed, right? And so... Give me 15 minutes. Give me 20 minutes. Yeah. Give me 20. What, what can you give me? And let's start there. So low-hanging fruit that is going to help you check the box and help you feel motivated and get momentum going. And maybe it's, let's add in some protein. Yeah. Let's add in some water. Let's add in an electrolyte supplement. Let's add in a multivitamin. Let's go for a walk. Okay. Let's do a 20-minute YouTube class, right? Got it. Whatever you want. All right. So just, you know, make sure I want everyone clear because there's always going to be different types of spectrums of people that are starting, right? Mm -hmm. Some at the very beginning, some in the middle, some who are like advanced fitness, but know zero about nutrition. Right. So we cover the bases uh, for the beginners, mm -hmm. right? Let's go ahead and tackle the low hanging fruit, what you feel like you know you can do. Mm -hmm. And let's just consistently just do that thing until one day you show up a little bit more. Yep. Yep. So that that's what I would recommend at the very early stages. But I'm... Uh, an amateur at working out okay and i i don't know anything about nutrition all right joseph and so do, what did what do you recommend as starting nutrition do i 
continue to just go online and read up some some magic or do I reach out to a coach so I have to pay for a coach to talk to a coach what do you recommend somebody do when they're just trying to get into nutrition if you're trying to get into nutrition there's two probably spectrums here one would be you can do it on your own um, or if you want to <laughs> expedite progress hire a coach okay. so I'm, I'm for either or but I think if you if a lot of people who don't have any background, any knowledge in nutrition, you can go figure this out on your own. You're just going to waste a lot of time in the beginning, mm -hmm. which isn't a problem. Like maybe it's a financial reason, maybe it's a hard-headed reason, whatever the case may be. But if you have the finances and you want to optimize results as soon as possible, go get a coach. Yeah. Um, but let's say you go your own route. The first thing I want you to do is I want you to track your daily nutrition for a week. Mm. Just write everything down. Yeah. Every single thing you eat. There's tons of free logging apps out there. My, my fitness pal is one of them. Logit's another one. Trackit's another one. Whatever. Go get an app. That's for free. Log everything. Measure everything. Or at least portion it out in a way that's easy to track or close enough. What's that called? What? Isn't there a phrase of logging your food for a whole week? I have no oh, idea. Oh, man. I think Lane <laughs> Norton. Because I used to use this method early, early on with my online nutrition and it was just to give me a gauge of what they actually were consuming. Yeah, but yeah. he called it something. I forgot what it was. All right, cool. <laughs> so, but now we have an idea. So maybe we're 2,800 calories here, 2,200 calories here, 3,000 calories here, yada, yada, yada. The next thing you can do is Google your BMR. Google BMR calculator. Type in the information it asks. It's going to pop out a caloric number. Yeah. Right? Then you can add a couple hundred calories for exercise. Add a couple hundred calories if you have a very active job, yada, yada. And the, the website will do it all for you. And those are free. It's free. Free. So BMR calculator, figure it out. So you know that you're eating on average, let's call it 2,500, mm -hmm. but your total calories burned every single day, according to this calculator and your exercise and whatever the case may be, is also 2,500. And you're like, man, why am I not losing weight? Well, it's because you're eating the same amount that you're burning. Okay. So if you have a weight loss goal, very safe deficit is about 500 to 700 calories a day. So instead of eating 2,500, figure out how to eat 2,000, Yeah. right? If a weight gain, 800 to 1,000 a day, right? So, that's, so if you're going to gain weight, 800 to 1,000 in a surplus. If you're going to lose weight, 500 to 700 in a deficit. And the reason why the deficit is less than the surplus is because when we're losing weight, we don't want to sacrifice muscle mass, mm -hmm. right? We want to hold on to as much muscle as possible during that journey. So we do not want to take a huge caloric deficit every single day because you're going to lose a lot of muscle, which is going to lose strength, lose energy, lose, lose oh. calories burned. <laughs> we'll lose like, everything. Yeah, like it's no so, it's just not good. So that's what we would call like a crash diet, right? People yeah. go on a 1,200 calorie diet or a 1,000 calories, sometimes even 800 calories now. It's crazy out there. Um, so I will start there. Five to 700 in a deficit, 800 to 1,000 in a surplus. So for me, you know, I'm, I'm not a smart dude, right? It's deficit, caloric intake, 500, 700. My brain's getting a little crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, just to let everybody know, there's websites just that does all that for yeah. you, all right? If you just literally just Google macro calculator yeah. and it actually spit out... You want to be in a surplus, you want to be at maintenance, right. you want to be at uh, a deficit, um, burn more calories than you consume, then you get to pick. Now, with that information, yep. it's just a, an educated guess. It's all a guess. So There's no magic number. Man. Is there? A, what happens if I eat this and it doesn't Good go point. my way? Dude, do I quit? Like, what's going on? Good point. Good point. There's no magic number. And even coaches are taking a guess for you, right? Yeah, it's I'm taking, I mean, yeah. We're going to get as close as we think we can, still a guess. So all we're going to do is we're going to implement a plan. Yeah. So let's say your plan is now 2,000 calories a day, and you're going to eat that. I want you to implement that plan for at least four weeks. Yeah. 
at Factor Fast Nutrition, that's why your program is four weeks long. Yeah. I need to give your body time to adjust, and I need to give you time to optimize that calorie count or yeah. that macro split or whatever the case may be, right? So give yourself four weeks of, I'm going to stick to this no matter what. And if, if pr- progress is there, progress is not there, if progress is in the right direction, if progress is in the wrong direction, give yourself four weeks. Because you're going to learn so much, especially the first four weeks. Yeah. You're going to learn so much about food, quantities, portions, cuts here, add here, whatever the case may be. So even if the results aren't there, you've learned so much in that last four weeks. So I think that's where, you know, everybody, I think what, 92% of the people who start the finish journey quit um, after six weeks, four to yeah, six it's weeks. pretty close, yeah. It's, be, it's because of that. I think we yeah. can end the podcast right there is because they have this expectation that right. what they're doing is correct, yep. right? And they never set themselves up and understand it. Well, no, what you're doing is testing. Right, it's all it is. You're, like, dude, your first six weeks yeah. is testing. And even if you go in the wrong direction, great. Learn something. Because now you know how to go in the right direction. Sure. And I think me, people just like, it goes way over the head and they get so upset they went in the wrong direction. It's like, no, it's, I think that's how success is supposed to be. Even right. the wrong direction is the right direction. Yeah. As long as you look at it like that, right? We yeah. talked about it before, like learn from like failure is progress, right? Yeah. As long as you can implement it and think about it as progress, like, hey, I might have failed. I might have gone in the wrong direction, but what did I learn throughout this journey? Because the more you learn, the easier it is going to be for you to pivot, adjust, and execute okay. in the right direction. All right, so I want to stay within the six weeks area, area mm-hmm. because that's where most people are just going to fall off, and I want to be able to help them keep pushing forward. Love it. All right, so we're talking about the first six weeks. We got the macros. We got everything. Um, what's next after that first week of tracking all your stuff? Yeah. Are so, you jumping on the scale? What are we doing? I also, man, this is a tough question because the, t- the mindset toughness of me, the mental toughness of me wants to tell you to weigh in every single day and get the mm-hmm. fuck over it. Weigh in every single day. It's a data point. Log it. Track it. I don't care. Take your emotions away from the scale. It's just a data point. And I agree because... And I, this is where my mindset comes in is I want to actually train you to not be afraid of the scale. Right. Because what okay. you understand is that weight number is like a roller coaster every yeah. single day. Right. And um, what affects that weight number are just so many different variables. So it, that weight could go from you literally um, up and down by five, eight pounds a day, a day. Right. Yeah. One day I'm five <laughs> pounds lighter, one day I'm eight pounds heavier. Yeah. And you have to understand that like that doesn't dictate your progress because that's just what affects your water, which is lack of sleep. Yeah. You had more sleep. You didn't have enough sodium. You had too much sodium. You didn't take a, you know, a bathroom. You didn't, you know, you didn't <laughs> yeah. go to the bathroom. Yeah. Um, you worked out. You didn't work stressing, out. You're stressing. You didn't period. work out. You're, you're like, there's hormones, yeah. cortisol, like everything affects your weight. Right. And so when you look at it that way and you realize, oh, this thing's just moving up and down because I think the biggest problem is they, they step on the scale at the beginning mm-hmm. and one week later they check it. And they get in their motions. Why? Because most of the time it's it's probably they didn't know this thing's going up and down and they happen to jump on the scale when it's on the high point. Yeah. And you're like, dude, I put on five pounds. Yeah. I did everything you told me to do, Joseph. This shit ain't working. I'm not I'm not continuing. Like now I'm an emotional wreck. And right. it's because they're they've never been taught how to read the scale. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny is that first week of tracking with no goal, right? We don't, you don't know how many calories you're gonna put yourself at yet. Yeah. Track it for a week. By the end of the week, I guarantee you, you'll already be making better decisions because you've kind of like opened your eyes to what you're actually doing, mm-hmm. right? So when you see a crazy amount of fat, when you see a crazy amount of calories, when you're like, dang, I only got 50 grams of protein a day, 
you're consciously, subconsciously going to make better decisions by the end of week one already. The, pro- the problem with nutrition is no one wants to track it. And so we have no awareness of our bad fucking diet. Yeah. And the more you track it and the more you just have eyes on, whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent, you're consciously, subconsciously, both, you're going to make better decisions by the end of week one. Okay. And so this is, and this is why I want you, if I, if I have a, if I have it my way, I want you to weigh in every day. Yeah. Right. Because I guarantee you first couple of days, maybe the scale stays the same or goes up. By the end of the week, I guarantee you start to see a trends going down. If we can educate you on this scale, then you, you won't have that fear lingering over right. you. And now you won't be, you won't have this scale thing just weighing over your head. Right. right? And most people are so scared of the, the scale. And it's because there's a lack of knowledge, right? Yeah. And you're letting somebody dictate your emotions. Yeah. You don't have power. Well, so, I mean, let's just talk about that first and foremost. One pound of fat is 3,500 calories. Okay. So 3,500. No no, not everyone's a math guru, so I'll try to slow down here. Yeah. So let's say you look up your BMR, you add a couple hundred calories because you're active and your job and whatever the case may be. And let's say you're burning about 2,000 calories a day. If you gain one pound a week, you'd have to be in a surplus of 3,500 calories. So 3,500 calories divided by seven, which is seven days a week, is what? 500? Need my calculator. <laughs> 500. So if you're burning 2,000, you'd have to be eating 2,500 calories every single day in order to gain one pound. If okay. you're burning 2,000, which is kind of on the low end, right? Most people are burning more than that. If you see the scale, like you said, you could wake up one day and be five pounds heavier. Yeah. That means you're burning, I don't know, a lot of calories, yeah. right? Close to like 20,000. Okay. All right. Then you have to put that surplus on top of your 2000. Yeah. Right. It is a, it is hard to gain five pounds a week. It is really hard. Like you yeah. gotta be eating all the things. So to your point, it's mostly water manipulation. Okay. It's sleep, it's fitness, it's, it's hydration, it's sodium, it's not sodium, it's hormones, it's whatever the case may be. So the fluctuations in the scale are mostly due to water and okay. water is a good thing, yeah. right? I don't want you to be scared of water. So we don't want you to be scared of the fluctuations in the scale and just thoroughly understand and believe in your head that it is hard to gain one pound of fat every single week um so week one again track your calories okay just write everything down and get aware of it week two google bmr figure out your numbers and set your deficit or set your surplus like we talked about earlier that's week two um and just try that for four weeks Nope, I'll just try this for another week. Okay. Another week we have a caloric goal now. Hey, week one, I was like 2,500, 3,000, 1,200, whatever the case may be. We're just all over the place week one, but we're gaining awareness. Week two, we now have a goal to hit every day. And that's going to be different for everyone. So again, if the calculator says you're burning 2,000 and you want to lose weight, I need you to eat 1,500. If you need to gain weight, I need you to eat close to 3,000. And now I need you to stabilize that calorie count every single day. I, I don't care where it comes from. Yeah. It could be Chick-fil-A for all I care. Yeah. You hit your 1,500 calories, you stop. If you're at 1,500 calories by noon, so sorry, so sad, you're now intermittent fasting. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> right? So that's going to be week two. Okay. Week one, you're just logging, tracking, doing your thing. Week two is caloric goal. Caloric goal. Right. Caloric goal, set your calories at a point in, dire- in the direction that you want to go, and I need you to do that every single day. So what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing is that you're, you're building steps. Yep. Okay. You're not just saying, 
here's your calories, here's your protein, here's your carbs, here's your fat, here's this diet, here's the meal plan, here's... Nope. I would do that if you hired a coach. Okay, yeah, because (laughs) you have the, like you said earlier, you have the resources, the accountability, you have all the backing, but right now we're talking as if, like, you're about to go solo, because really simple, you can just go hire Joseph, and he can, you know, an amazing coach who has mindset, who leads by example, who has everything on all the resources and accountability for you to do, you'll execute and get further than you've ever done before, and you're going to learn a whole lot. So if you want to expedite the process, just hire Joseph. But if you're going to go and run and gun it yourself, we just want to be sure that you're equipped better off than you were last time. And just get further than you did last time. All right. So we're counting calories. That's week two. Yeah. Every day. I don't care if it's your mama's birthday, Jesus' birthday. I need you to count your calories and hit your goal every day. So real quick, let's talk about that. Um, How do I, how do you, how do you want me to, what's the best way to strategize my calories? Because the best way would be food scale, right? Get a food scale, weigh everything. So whether you weigh it in ounces, whether you weigh it in grams, whatever the case may be, I would weigh everything. If you go out to eat, you're at the discrepancy of the restaurant, but nowadays most restaurants have the calorie count on the menus. Yeah. So maybe you can find it in your logging app, maybe you can't. If you can't, just write down the number. I ordered this burger, the burger was 1200 calories, write down 1200 calories. Okay. Log the rest of your day, add your 1200 calories to that you know, at the end of the day, okay. whatever the case may be. So one of the best things that I tell my clients is to view calories as money. I like it. You have $2,000. Yep. Spend that shit wisely, dude. For like, sure. Dude, if you know you're going to go eat pizza and spend a thousand calories at lunch, then the rest of your day, you know you only have 500 here and 500 there. Like, spend it wisely. If I'm going to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, then you just can't go and throw away all your calories in one sitting. Right. Or like Joseph said, you're going to be stuck at noon and you don't have any calories left. Yep. And so that right there is a big red flag. And that's probably... You, I like that. Good yeah. So yeah. You budget yeah. like money. Yep. And I want, and I, and I want to also tell people like... Intermittent fasting is nothing special. And if you are at your calories by noon and you don't eat for the rest of the day, you're also fine. You're yeah. fine. You're not going to die. Yeah. Like you're going to be hungry, but you're not going to die. Um, so that's week two. Now week three, I want to prioritize protein. So one, we're going to keep your calories where they're at. Nothing's going to change from week two to week three. But now if you have a weight loss goal, I want you to try to get in between 0.6 to one gram of protein per pound. So let's just say, um, 200 pounds, that would be 0. 0.6 is 120 grams of protein on the low end. Shit, you're good at math. I know. And then one gram of protein would be 200. So somewhere between 120 grams to 200 grams. Pick a number and hit it every single day. Let's okay. call it somewhere in the middle. That's going to be 160. Okay. 160 grams of protein is between 120 and 200, right? Okay. So 160. So now I have my goal of, let's say, 1,500 calories, which was this weight loss example. And I, of the 1,500 calories, I need 160 grams of protein. Okay. Every day. Well, for people listening, why is, why is protein so important? Yeah, I always tell people protein is the safest macronutrient to consume. It's very safe. If you eat too many carbs, you get diabetes, you get high blood pressure, yeah. high cholesterol. If you eat too much fat, you get high cholesterol, strokes, heart attacks, whatever the case may be. None of that happens with protein. The research coming out on protein, like, well, what about my kidneys? No. The only problem with eating too much protein is bad gas. You're gonna get bad gas. I, I think people get fat. with the, the the kidney stuff is people who do suffer from too much protein kidneys. They already have a pre-existing problem. Perfect. Good, I think good, people good, just yeah. like miss that, right? Because yeah. they'll read that article. Right. What they failed to read right. was like these patients yeah. have kidney issues, yeah, yeah. and with kidney issues, if you eat too much protein, then yeah, they're not gonna be able to use it properly, right? right? So yeah. don't don't cherry pick, which is why. 
don't believe us. Go look this stuff up yeah. too, right? Yeah. Don't yeah. believe everything you see on the internet because it's probably lies. So <laughs> yeah. I would recommend you read not just one article, but five articles, and then you'll usually find the answer in the middle. Right, yep. So I like that. So we've got about 160 grams of protein a day. It's the safest macronutrient to consume. It's the most filling macronutrient as long as we're doing it through food. Supplements are not that filling, right? Yeah. So by all means, if you need to add a protein shake to hit your goal, do it. But if you can eat, hit your 160 grams of protein a day through egg whites, chicken breast, lean ground turkey, lean ground beef, lean steak, lean pork, whatever the case yeah. may be, great, go for it, right? Okay. Then if you're like, wow, oh, man, I'm at 120 grams. Well, like, if you're struggling, you know, 40 grams, supplement. Throw, throw in a protein shake. That's where supplements come in, okay. Yep, throw in a protein shake. Um, and also, you know, you're talking about budgeting earlier, strategize where you place that protein shake. So I tell people, your protein shakes are very sweet. So take your protein shake and hold on to it until you're craving something sweet. Okay. Most people are like, ah, I need a piece of chocolate. I need a piece of candy. I need whatever the case may be. That's when I want you to drink your protein shake. Yeah. Everyone's like, well, what about after my workout? I don't care. I don't care about your workout. I yeah. care about utilizing nutrition to help you have a better day. Yeah. Right. I kind of leverage um, that sweetness because um, I have massive sweet tooth. Like the reason I've been overweight early on in my, my years is, dude, I'm little Debbie snacks. <laughs> Yeah, they're cheap, they're good. <laughs> Slam them all the time. And that was what got me into nutrition because I wanted to figure out a way, how can I eat little Debbie snacks and still be fit and yeah. have a six pack? Yeah. That started my journey, bro. Like yeah. literally, that's why I started getting uh, certified nutrition. But what my strategy is when I crave sweet because I do allow myself to eat something sweet every single day. Perfect. So 20% of my diet is going to be sure my heart is satisfied yeah, with some yeah. sweetness, okay? <laughs> and 80% is just your nutrient-dense foods. But where I pair it is, is when I take my daily protein shake, mm -hmm. I pair it with Little Debbie two donuts. <laughs> All right, it's kind of always been my thing. Okay. Or maybe half a Pop-Tart or whatever that sweetness yeah, yeah. that I need to crave that I have in my house. Um, I just chug my protein shake because nobody likes the way, I don't know, you got to be weird if you like the way protein uh, shakes taste. I don't like them. Like, <laughs> I, like I don't like them. And so, dude, I'm over the counter, five seconds, don't in my mouth. <laughs> I get chased in a shot. <laughs> I, I chase it down. And so, but what it allows me to do is I don't get that uh, high glycemic index mm -hmm. from eating just the, just the donut mm -hmm. because the protein is going to be able to balance and wash that out. Yep. And I also get to target that, that sweet tooth yep. at the same time. So it's like a that. good pair. Yeah. So, I mean, so you just, you just said something really great. So remember, protein's the safest macronutrient to consume. Protein is the most filling. Protein helps bring down the glycemic index of other things. Um, and so that's very helpful there. Um, protein's going to help us hold on to muscle right. during our weight loss journey. Protein's going to help us build muscle during our weight gain journey. Yeah. Um, and, and protein's going to help us recover from whatever exercise we're doing. Absolutely. Right? So, so real quick, calories yep. is money. Yep. Protein is mortgage. Oh, okay. Like that's, that. that's how I like to put it. Calories are oh, yeah. money. Before you go and spend it on BS... Make sure, make sure your mortgage, mortgage is paid. Like, like make I sure like your mortgage that. is paid. I'll I'll yeah. have some bills I can be late on, but you know what? The mortgage is going to be yeah. paid. Bro. I like that. That's very good. So so guys, if you don't know, um, one gram of protein has four calories. Okay. So be like, well, you're talking about calories, and you're talking about grams. How does that line okay. up? So one gram of protein has four calories. One gram of carbs has four calories, and one gram of fat has nine calories. More than now, double. More than double. Now there's a caveat in the middle of that, and that's alcohol. 
And alcohol has seven calories per gram. So everyone's like, well, I just had like a vodka tonic because I'm on a diet. I'm like, no, the vodka itself has calories. Yeah. So I need you to track your, your alcohol. Yeah. And no one ever does. And I'm like, log that shot, log that margarita, log that beer, log that glass of wine, yeah. right? So that's how the conversions work. So if we have 100, uh, what was the word? 160 grams of protein times four, Woo, I don't know the math on that. Bro, I'm, I'm gonna call it. I'm right here. You said 160? 160 times four. Times four. Look at that. 640. 640. All right. So of your 1,500 calories, 640 of them are coming from protein. Okay. Right? So, guys, I hope that makes sense. And you can do the math. It's four to one. So, it's multiplied by four. Um, now, after that, if you can do that every day, you're done. Yeah, really. You're done. You, you, well, well, Joseph, what about carbs? Well, what about fats? Who cares? Because yeah. most of your calories are coming from protein. And if you like more carbs, great. A lot budget, right? We're talking yeah. about budgeting. Budget calories for more carbs yeah. and take away from fats or vice versa. Oh, I, I love avocado. I love cheese. I love whatever the case may be. Yeah. Cool. You're going to have to budget your, your sugars and your carbs yeah. and you can now have more fats. Yeah. Right? But once you hit your calories and once you hit your protein goal, the other two macros don't matter. I love this. People don't understand that. I love this. <laughs> Um, this because it's how I coach my clients. I was like, listen, calories is going to dictate whether you gain weight, lose weight, maintain weight. Love that, right? Yep. Protein is going to dictate your body composition. I love that. All right, you got to make sure you pay your mortgage. Mm -hmm. Fats and carbs, wherever they land, wherever they land, because you know what? Yeah, you can get optimized, but you're not an athlete, right? Like, dude, come on, you're just Good, trying yeah. to get in the best fit, uh, best shape of your life. Um, um you, you know what? If you're going to be competing Ironman and your performance, cool, let's start optimizing, but even before you even get thin. Hit your calories, hit your protein. Let's get that down yeah. to the T. Yeah. And then if you feel like it, yeah, let's focus on carbs and fat. Yeah. Because you know what? You got to figure out, like, do you want more more carbs? Is it more carbs? Would you prefer that? Then cool, let's lower your fats. Yeah. Or if you're like, dude, actually, I don't like that carbs. I met people who, it's yeah. weird. You said, I don't like carbs. I'm like, cool, I'll just raise your fats. I mean, some people feel bloated. Some people feel yeah. heavy. Some people, you know, just, again, they're like, I need ranch. Yeah. Okay, it's primarily fats, so yeah. we're gonna. So I would say, make your decision based off of your favorite foods. Yeah, yeah. sure, but also how full are you? I'm yeah. gonna tell you this for well, for a second. So, if you're on 1,500 calories mm. and you're hitting your protein goal, but you're still massively hungry, okay, this is where food quality comes into play. And okay. so whole foods, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is a person to person as well. This changes. Some people are like, yeah, if you put avocado on my plan, it fills me up. I love it. It's just heavy. It's dense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you give me avocado, I'll eat four avocados and not even blink an eye. Yeah. Right. So I'm more full through carbs and vegetables. Okay. So I'm higher carb. Um, other people are like, no, you know what? I need. I love almonds. I love pecans. I love trail mix. Whatever the case may be. I need more fats that helps fill me up and hold me over till my next meal. Great. So think about fullness. Think about hunger. Think about what sits well with you. Because again, weight loss is hard. And it's mostly hard because we're hungry. Yeah. So if we can lessen your hunger every day by changing out your food quality or changing out your carbon to fats ratio, um, we've now just taken a big step in the right direction of keeping you on this journey longer. Because you're not miserable. You're not starving yourself yeah. every day. Well, one thing you do have to prep your mind is you are starving yourself. Yeah, a little bit. Well, <laughs> yeah, because you're you in the deficit You are going to day. feel hungry. Yeah. But what are the strategies to overcome those cues, right? You're yep. going to drink more water. Yeah. Or for you, figure out, does carbs fill you up more? Or no, carbs kind of go right through me and I'm mm. still hungry. Well, if it's hurting your overall plan, then let's try having more fats. And you're like, mm. oh, fats sit more heavier with me and it lasts right. me longer. Then 
then this is your route. I think this is why nutrition is so hard to grasp mm -hmm. is because you hear this works, that works, that works, and that works. And you're confused on what actually works. Yeah. And so it what actually works. works is they all work. <laughs> they, you just have to go through that trial and error process mm -hmm. and figure out what works for you. But the ultimate goal is to keep going. Right. Yep. Right. And, the, and the more enjoyable it is, the more full you are, I think the more you're going to go, the further you're going to go. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, then outside of that, I always tell my clients, vegetables are unlimited. So add all the broccoli, add all the lettuce, all the spinach, all the peppers, all the squash, all the whatever, all the vegetables you want to your meals and help that bring out some more quantity. So you now have a massive plate of food with a bunch of vegetables on it. Your, your protein's accounted for, your carbs are accounted for, your uh, fats are accounted for, but now we just have these free foods, yeah. right? And that's all of your vegetables and or anything zero calorie, water, electrolyte drinks, amino acid supplements just for the sweet tooth. You don't need an amino acid supplement, yeah. but just to get some of that sweet craving in, diet sodas. Oh my God, diet sodas gonna kill us, right? Yeah. I don't care. Um, if it's zero calories, if it's a vegetable, you can have anything you want, not potatoes. I know potatoes are vegetable, so no, not potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> but all of your all of your normal vegetables, okay. eat them all. So you kind of laid out the blueprint of how to gradually start. Mm -hmm. So anybody who is about to go on this journey, um, there's levels to it, right? So you just need to prepare your mind and not be, I think it's always the mindset what messes everybody up because you're preparing yourself for results and you haven't prepared yourself to learn how to follow the plan. Yeah, right. Sure. So, and that's why hiring a coach is probably the cheapest and the most efficient yeah. way to to get to your goal. Yeah, I say that because most nutrition plans are going to range from 150 on the high end to maybe 30. What 30 dollars? I don't know. Somewhere right yeah. <laughs> and so, once again, though, um, understand the value of what you're paying now don't just because it's lesser doesn't mean it's you know it's not as valuable but nine times out of ten if somebody's charging a little bit higher price i wouldn't say this all the time but it's just the way how i view value is yeah. they're probably going to give me more quality information right. and this person probably values their time a little bit more that means they're probably more capable of helping me out so i would i would be sure regardless whoever you choose as a coach be sure they can do this shit themselves. Ah, I love that. Like, <laughs> You're I, tapping into my like, heartstrings. It, 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 the biggest thing that bothers me in the fitness influencer world is, for example, the lack of context from what people are saying. Now, let me give you an example. And nothing, probably the best example I can give you is you know there's women out there who are naturally been skinny all their lives. Yeah right and so they're gonna be more geared to just eating healthy foods mm -hmm. right and they're going to be preaching healthy foods organic and this is how you get this body mm -hmm. but they've been like that their whole life they've been like that their whole life they don't know what it feels like to be overweight right. depressed clothes don't fit yeah. i eat one thing and i can feel it on my love handle they don't understand what that feels like but you see this person's in amazing shape you see all she's doing is eating healthy foods mm -hmm. but what they didn't understand is this person's probably not going to be a best fit for you because they never had to experience right. that journey of yeah. having to lose all that weight yep and so that it's funny because everyone always asks me. I have, a, I have a coach who now works for me, Jim Swift. Um, shout out to Swift Performance Training. But 
he's always he's always tagging me and stuff that I've done personally. So I've been skinny my whole life. And then I packed on a bunch of muscle and I got down to like 4% body fat. Mm-hmm. Then I gained all the way back. Then I went on a running spree and I became an endurance athlete running freaking 13 miles a day for like six months straight. Yeah. And I dropped the weight again. And now I'm 50 pounds heavier. So I took myself from 180 up to 230, right? And now I'm at my biggest and my heaviest and I'm going to do a cut again. So for me as a coach, I want to go through all the things my clients are going through, like so I can, one, talk to you about it better, learn about it better, because education and research is one thing. Implementing it and living it every day is a completely different story. And then the third thing, because there's a third thing, is learning how to coach. There's, there's, man, there's so much as a client that you got to be sure that you are probing whoever you're coaching can make sure, one, they've been through your journey personally. Yeah. Two, do they have at least the qualifications to kind of help you? And three, you got to find out if they're a great coach. The only way to do that is you got to look at all the testimonials, the reviews, and make sure that because you can have, like I said, 17, 18, so, sorry, 18 certifications 18, 18, two degrees. and two degrees. But if yeah. you can't coach a lick a person to make, <laughs> right. you know, a step, then yeah. you're, you're useless. Yeah. And that's what, and like, that's where, this is probably for the coaches out there, go get as many clients as you can, whether they're free, whether they're paying, I don't care. Like, go get the experience, go get the knowledge under your belt to work with people. Because again, you can have all the education you want and not be able to coach it, not be able to preach it. A prime example was that I, was, I used to work for Gold Gym and there was a coach there who had a master's degree in kinesiology. He was literally the smartest person in the gym and failed as a personal trainer because yeah. he could not communicate and he could not coach. Um, so, completely different story. But coming back to calories and we're going to put a bow in it and then we'll come back and we'll do fitness and mindset. Sound good? Yeah. So, week one, guys, track your calories just write down every single thing that you eat, every single thing you put in your mouth. Then week two, I want you to set your caloric goal and I want you to hit those calories every single day through whatever foods necessary. Hit that calorie goal that you've set for yourself by Googling your BMR or Googling your caloric needs. And then week three, I want you to hit the calorie goal still and I want you to hit your protein goal. And again, somewhere between 0.6 grams to one gram per body pound. The reason why it's such a big range is one, if you have someone who's 300 pounds, Eating 300 grams of protein is effing hard. Yeah. I can't even eat 300 grams of protein. So the higher your body fat percentage, the lower you need the to set the your protein. Weight, your higher okay. your body weight. Body so weight. If, you, if you are, again, 200, 250, 300, 350, right? We, I've had clients who are 380. I'm not giving them 380 grams of yeah. protein, right? So drop down to the 0.6, multiply it by mm-hmm. your body weight. If you're, again, if that's easy, you can always up it. Yeah. Remember, protein is the safest macronutrient to consume. So... If you can get yourself up to the one gram per pound, great. You do not need to exceed one gram per pound unless you're trying to gain weight and you are a hard gainer, right? So all the skinny people out there are like, man, I want to pack on some muscle. Okay, let's talk about one gram per pound, 1.2, 1.4 grams per pound. Um, But all my weight loss people, somewhere between 0.6 and one gram per pound, and do that forever. Yeah. And I promise you, it will never stop working. It will never stop working. Yeah. People are like, oh, I hit a plateau. I'm like, no, you got lazy with tracking. You got lazy with logging. Yeah. You got lazy with weighing out your food. You got lazy during your workouts. You got lazy here. It will never stop working. Yeah. I promise you. Everyone's like, well, when are you going to change my calories? I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm literally not. Well, I mean, I don't know how long I've been on this podcast, but I just got to say one thing is whenever you start this journey, the game is not to get fit. The game is to stay fit. You know, coming. 
It's to stay winning. Yep. It's to keep pushing. It would never stop. Yeah. Right. So you got to be in it for the long run. I love it. All right, man. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. You already wrapped it up. Oh. Hi, guys. (laughs) Hey, thanks for listening. Um, Check back into the next episode where we are going to talk about your goals, but in the form of fitness and optimizing your day. We have Jonathan Mercado here, who is a daily optimizer professional. Um, He has all the tips and tricks to optimize everyone's day, whether you're an athlete, whether you're not an athlete, whether you're young, or whether you're an adult. Absolutely. So, next episode. Next episode. Have a good day. Have a (laughs) amazing day.